Welcome to the Blackcast. I am, of course, Christian Blatt on Twitter at ChristianDMZ. Joined, as always, by Agent Starling at WillSterling underscore on the Twitter. S- lean in and say hello to the people, Agent Hello, Star- the people. The people? People! I gotta say hello to people! I gotta say hello to the people! And, uh, yes, there was a pop there when I said people, and my apologies for that. We'll talk about our technological setup in a little bit. Also... To my left, your right, camera right, on Twitter, at Coltrane Leaks, which, by the way, dipping down to 14.5 thousand followers what? from 14.7. Spambot community, where's the love for the man, the myth, the legend, Coltrane? hey Coltrane, what do you think is going on? Why do you think you're losing so many followers? Um, probably because I don't really do a lot there. I, I remember um, you talked about how you were enjoying yoga at one point. You definitely mentioned that. I, I absolutely was enjoying yoga, and that was I would talk about it a little bit, and that was fun and all that great stuff. But yeah, I mean, right now I'm, I've mostly just been uh, retweeting things, retweeting stories and stuff. So I'm not really that surprised. And I haven't started, I haven't been following any new porn stars, which always brings in new people. Mm. Wow. Well, so. you know what? You've got some homework. I know you got to get some <laughs> some new porn stars. Well, uh, I'm gonna uh, start off by uh, commending our friends. Mr. Speed, they're on Twitter at Mr. Speed Kiss Trib, their website, MrSpeedOnline.com. They had a fantastic show this past Sunday. It was one of the concerts on the green in Woodland Hills. There was a great Bon Jovi tribute band called Wanted that opened up. Great show, great venue. The guys at Mr. Speed, they tore through it. A great <laughs> Dave the Dog does not appreciate me talking about Kiss. That's the best thing about Dave the Dog. And uh, we'll talk about why Dave the Dog is here in studio in a moment. Uh, we're going to have a little uh, hashtag Dave the Dog's corner, but we don't want to take away from Coltrane's corner. So it's going to be a completely different corner from Coltrane's corner. And uh, it's going to smell only a little bit more like pee. Anyway, <laughs> what I wanted to say, though, <laughs> uh, the guys at Mr. Speed were great uh, and uh, enjoyed getting to hang out with them. Uh, now, I have to apologize to the same guys from Mr. Speed because uh, Friday night I drove up to uh, Woodland Hills with the, this uh, fancy microphone that I have and recorded a great hour podcast with them, not really knowing that much about doing this sort of thing. I recorded it directly to SoundCloud, and there was a problem with uh, Shockwave or Flash. I think they're the same make Shockwave as a company, and it crashed. And uh, I do not have that uh, hour conversation, but guys, it was great talking to you. And I vow to make it up to them and uh, re-record that at some point. Maybe the next time that they're out here, because uh, I actually heard them be invited back for Concerts on the Green next summer in Woodland Hills. Obviously, a lot of things have to happen. But if they come back, I will not go home until they play Shandy. So again, uh, great time over the weekend. And, uh, you know, this, of course, brings me to uh, Agent Starling. Agent Starling, I know that you, sir, are a, a big Kiss fan. Yes, sir. Where were you on Sunday? Uh, I was busy uh, trying, to, trying, to, trying to make that paper, try, trying to be famous. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, what can you tell us about the attempt to make that paper? Um, I was in a web series for this show called Esports, which I guess is about... Like video games, online video games, like League of Legends and things like that. I don't play those games. Luckily, the character that I was portraying uh, is the guy who doesn't play those games. <laughs> so that's, that's it convenient. Yeah. Method acting. Yeah, yeah I, absolutely. I, I had to get a haircut. 
um, because in the comedy, yeah, my we're, character we're, joins the North Korean team. Oh boy! And so they needed to kind of mock Kim Jong Un, and and we are going to show, yeah, on uh, on Twitter and possibly on Facebook as well. Yeah, Agent Starling's uh, new uh, Kim Jong. Kim Jong-un. See, I combined his names. His Kim Jong-un haircut. So uh, that's why you missed. Now, Coltrane, I understand uh, you had a very uh, plausible reason to not make the trek up to uh, Woodland Hills. What were you doing on Sunday? Uh, I was also making that paper. Yeah, tell us. Uh, Yeah, yeah. So I'm uh, I'm doing weekends now at uh, NBC Sports. Wait a minute, NBC Sports? That's in the building we all used to work in together. Yeah, and the the second time I was there um, practicing, uh, I saw, you guessed it, Zach Sang in the game. Oh! (laughs) Now, uh, how did you feel about getting that close, not only to Zach Sang... But that close to the gang, it uh, brought back memories. Brought back some uh, some memories, and uh, you know, it was uh, interesting. Uh, it was uh, I was a little teary eyed. Did they uh, remake the studio? Because there was all this talk. Remember they? Uh, There's gonna be a pit. Yeah, we're gonna, have, we're well, gonna, we're gonna have bands in here, couches. and uh, we're gonna need eighteen cameras because uh, seven's not enough. Well, the uh, the on air part of the studio, what the shades were were drawn, so I couldn't see in. And I mean, I couldn't go into that studio. Yeah, well, so. Zach insists, I guess, yeah. that the shades yeah. be drawn. So. He doesn't want anyone to see what he's up to. Exactly. Making radio magic. You know what? It's true. It's a, it's true. He's a gift. He is a treasure. And uh, you know what? We should not get in the way from when he needs to work. This is true. All true statements. And I, it's, I just never knew when that show was supposed to be on. So it was funny because I was I went in there like on a Wednesday night or something, and that's when like they were there and they were doing the show, and I just didn't realize that was it. I just always thought it was more of a morning thing because that's when we always used to see them. Right. Right. Exactly. I think it's uh, for the evening on the East Coast, and they do it uh, sort of afternoon time. But uh, the Dennis Miller show, they wanted uh, to be out of there. Uh, actually, they didn't even want us to do the show in there. They wanted us to uh, move. Well, they got everything they wanted. Dave. Uh, Dave. Dave sang in the gang. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Dave the dog. I did not mean to uh, to call you uh, to uh, lump you together with uh, Zach Sang. I'm sorry. What were you going to say, Agent Starling? Uh, there's a there's a uh, there's a lawnmower going by my apartment now. Well, now that so, brings us to where we are. That's sorry. all right. It, yeah, for everybody listening, you're going to have to listen to the uh, lawnmower. Uh, yeah, I uh, so part of being able to attempt. The uh, black cast that I did with the guys from Mr. Speed, I uh, broke down and uh, put a couple hard-earned dollars on a Blue Yeti microphone, which is a pretty impressive microphone. It came with fancy headphones and a windscreen. It, it didn't come with the know-how on how to actually you know, get the podcast recorded and uploaded, but uh, I'm learning. And uh, we today are at Agent Starling's apartment. That's why uh, Dave the dog is uh, such a uh, you know important part of what we're doing here. But he's a part of important part of all of our work. So you're going to hear the lawnmower until it goes somewhere else. And there's not really anything we can do about that. <laughs> you know, uh, you might have heard uh, some horns honking before, but it's all right. You know, this is this is what the black cast is all we're about. We're in the heart of Los Angeles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We are bringing, we are here amongst the people and we are bringing people. people. We are bringing the heart of Los Angeles to each and every one of you. Now, someone who is bringing the heart of Los Angeles to the masses, I wanted to give a quick update on our friend Liev, also known as producer David. 
He is currently co-hosting the morning show on Go Country 105 here in Los Angeles. He's producing it, and uh, for about a month or so, uh, they're uh, having him sit in, and maybe that leads to bigger and better things. And uh, you know, we we can all hope because uh, Coltrane and I we want to be a part of Agent Starling's entourage. But if we need to be a part of Liev's entourage as we wait, you know, kind of like a placeholder entourage, I'm ready to do that. I don't know about you, Coltrane. Maybe you don't want to be part of Liev's entourage. Yeah, I don't right. know if that's a wise entourage to want to be a part of. Well, it's an entourage where I would get a lot of Coors Light and I would go to the Hustler Casino. So what would be uh, – what, <laughs> what, possi- what could possibly be – old fashions? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and so that's why often when either Coltrane or Agent Starling talk, you're going to hear them a little bit more faint than you're used to. But this is how – Dedicated we are to bringing new broadcasters. I'll project, Christian. Thank you. I have a theater background. <laughs> yes, you do. And, uh, Speak to the back of the room. This doesn't mean we won't ever have the uh, the fun ones in the studio with uh, Captain. To be? Well, not to be. That is. So, uh, but anyway, so that's uh, the situation we're, we're in right now. But anyone who wants to listen to uh, Liev... That's 6 to 10 Pacific, GoCountry105.com. He didn't ask me to plug it. I just know that there are some people who love Liev so much that they will sit through a country music morning show. Do not enjoy country music, but here's the thing. New country, the current country, like pop country, it's very easy to completely zone out and not even realize that it's on. Whereas when I was a kid, like old time country, you know, that the baby's growing up to be cowboys and whatnot. Like you couldn't not notice that, you know, the, the tear in my beard. Rhinestone cowboy. Now that's a work of art. Yeah, that's not what I'm talking that's about. That's all I got. <laughs> like, that's all I got. I so anyway, so uh, that's a little bit of the background for uh, what's going on with the gang. Uh, Captain EO actually wanted to be here today. He said he was going to be here. And then uh, last night he's like, ah, I'm not feeling too good. I don't want to. Don't want to sound uh, terrible and be sick around all of you. And I told him, you're going to sound better than producer David does mornings on Go Country 105. <laughs> but he does have his night job to get to, which, uh, as we established in the the uh, last episode of the Blackcast, he did not get fired and he barely got in any trouble. But a lot of people have been asking. So uh, I wanted to... <laughs> I wanted to, uh, you know, make make that a little bit more apparent. Let's uh, sit a little closer together, gang. I feel like we're too far apart, you know. Let's try to keep one hand on Dave the dog. Yeah. Oh no, that's good. So he doesn't freak out. Yeah. I, 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 we don't we don't want him to freak out. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, I know. I think my thought was turn it a little bit more like that towards uh, Coltrane, and then I don't know when you really need to talk. Yeah. I guess just basically uh, picks up from the back. Yeah, but not that well oh. as I'm finding out. <laughs> so yeah, like that distance is not good. So when you talk, I think Agent Sterling might have to raise his hand, and then I'll move the microphone, and uh, we'll go from there. Uh, so anyway, there's a lot of things that we can talk about right now, and I wanted to start with something completely inconsequential. But a source for some decent comedy. This morning, ABC announced the new cast of Dancing with the Stars. That's actually on my list. Nice. Uh, I tweeted earlier they should officially change their name to Dancing with the Stars? (laughs) Because I don't know. I mean, let's talk about some of these uh, selections. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan, let me rock you, let me rock you, Shaka Khan. Uh, so let me get right to the uh, the matter with Shaka Khan. 
Will, you were born what, 1988, 1987? 87. 87. Yes. Do you have any idea who Shaka Khan is? I've heard the name, but I assume that he's a Star Trek villain um, and is responsible for killing Spock and then later killing Kirk instead in the reboot Star Trek II The Wrath of Shaka Khan not too far off okay alright yeah so uh, so yeah uh, Khan from Wrath of Khan will actually be on Dancing with the Stars which is great uh, oh, now no because that is Ricardo Montalban, Montalban. <laughs> now quien es más macho Fernando Lamas or Ricardo Montalban? Ricardo Montalban. Fernando Lamas or Ricardo Montalban. Now, uh, Coltrane, I don't know that you're going to watch Dancing with the Stars, but I feel like you should be at least moderately excited. Tamar Braxton from Braxton Family Values. Yeah, I mean, I watch Braxton Family Values, so, you know, there's that. But I, I just, I don't know. I have no interest in Dancing with the Stars. I never really have. You always kind of know who's going to win because it's whoever is like the dancer slash the best athlete going into it is always the person who wins. So I don't know. Like I just don't really – I've never really got that, gotten that into it and I don't particularly care about dancing at all. Like I like to dance when I'm out with like the ladies but not like the yeah. foxtrot. No, because Coltrane so. has uh, been well established, has the moves like Jagger, but also the moves like kind of everybody else, you know. You know Fred Astaire, you know, sure. if you need to. Sure. You can, uh, you can cut an elegant rug. Uh, Gary Busey, all right. Now that's, that's the yeah. one where I was like, <laughs> all right, well, wait a minute. I, I'm not going to watch this show, but I will probably have to at some point look up one of his routines. Some of the dancing that uh, Gary Busey did. I'm going to need to see that. Yeah, that's, that will be a train wreck for sure. Yeah, and I mean that's why he's there. Uh, Nick Carter, that's not exciting. I know who he is, sort of. I he's, think he's in the Backstreet Boys. Right, yeah. so he's going to be one of the top people for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, Victor Espinosa, Triple Crown winner. Hey, good for him. You know, make some more cash. Andy Grammer, no idea who that is. Wait, wait, literally, wait, wait. literally no idea who that is. Yes, sir. Somebody's a Triple Crown winner. Yeah. Does that mean he was the jockey? No, it's the horse. That's, the, ho- the horse will be question. dancing. Yeah. The horse, the horse, is the triple crown winner, in my opinion. No, the, the guy jockey. on the horse is like, yeah. did an okay job getting right. the but, horse to do all the work. But the horse's name is Paul Revere. Oh. Can do. No, the horse's you name. Little horse, you named Paul Revere. <laughs> the horse's name is uh, Victor Espinosa. Oh. Oddly enough. So it's the, like a BoJack Horseman. It's like a talking exactly, horse. Okay. which would be great for Captain. No, so yes, it's it's the jockey. You you make an excellent point. So I guess he's not really a Triple Crown winner, except you know he get, gets paid like one, and the horse gets laid like one. Oh, that was uh, no. Um, Bindi Irwin. Oh, Bindi Irwin, really. Ooh. You know, yeah, I, mean, I mean, look, loved the crocodile hunter. I liked what he was uh, all about, crikey. except for yeah, except for <laughs> except for the the crikey when he, you know he went swimming with uh, I don't even remember what that was that got him, but stingray, uh, or something? stingray, yeah. Uh, so I mean, look, the the crocodile hunter's daughter. All right, I guess she's famous. That that's not even the issue. Uh, boy, that lawnmower is really close. Yeah, you don't even know how loud it is. Like you can hear it, but I can really hear it. I hope everyone's enjoying uh, it. <laughs> They're mowing the whole backyard. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that uh, we're just gonna have to call this episode Land- "Lawnmower Man." You know, <laughs> it's a fine film, so we might as well call it that. But uh, yeah, uh, any thoughts on Bindi Irwin uh, being in Dancing with the Stars? Is she somebody that you know maybe should not be in the public eye and not be nah, dancing? I mean, you know, like 
her, I think, is kind of fine. I mean, everyone loved her dad, and, you know, so she's, like, kind of growing up, coming into her own, and I think she's probably going to go down the same path. So this is kind of a good way to, you know, kind of reintroduce her, like, as more of an adult, not just the kid who, you know, was crying when her dad died. So I think it's kind of good for her. It's a, it's a good transition. Any thoughts on that? Uh, oh, sorry. I was signaling to Coltrane. To speak closer to the microphone. I'm just watching the levels. You're watching the levels. Yeah. Well, see, I'm listening to the levels, so there's a lot going on. So you have no thoughts on Bindi Irwin? Uh, you wish the Stingray had gotten her? That's a terrible thing to say. Why would you say that? I just don't know why we're having her on the show. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. She's not a... I mean, I she, did, she did care? get a show after her dad died. She hosted a show. Oh. It was like Bindi's World or something. Yeah. I, don't know. I, I think so. You might as well have Paul Walker's daughter on. Right next year, yeah, guaranteed. She's almost old enough. Yeah, Matilda, well, speaking of daughter. Yeah, speaking of um, almost old enough, uh, Alex Penavega from Spy Kids, but more recently she was in Machete Kills. You know yes. who I'm talking isn't about? She, isn't she way old enough now? Yeah, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Oh, it's like she yeah. didn't used to be old enough, right. but you look at her now. Uh, all right, you can put her on my TV. Then there's somebody named Carlos Penavega, and if that's a brother, I guess that's okay. But if that's like a husband, husband. What, are you, what are you doing? What are you doing putting that on the same show? Because if it is the show's first married couple, so that is, oh. the, that is the husband. That is an awful move, and uh, I'm suddenly a lot less excited that she's on the show, even though I was barely excited to begin with. But for the sake of you know podcasting, I was a little bit excited. Uh, Kim Bierman, Real Housewives of Atlanta. I have no comment. I have no opinion that's not interesting this is the spy kids girl yes say it again this is the spy kids girl yes. yeah we're looking at a picture me? yeah oh, that's, that's from machete kills yeah that's the spy kids girl Holy so she's shit yeah but she's bringing her husband oh, yeah. because she looks like that so her husband's going to be on dancing with the stars with her i actually think that's her second husband as a matter of fact i'm not well, positive but you know I what think so first husband probably should have you know gone on the set of machete um, kills with her <laughs> how creepy is it now that we think about it that robert rodriguez directed spy kids she was a child. Oh, yeah, super creepy. And then put her in a slutty outfit as an adult. And it doesn't mean How he... How long do you think this has been going on as a fantasy of his? Um, you know, probably only for a couple Not years. The only one I don't think it's kind of creepy. It, it's, it's weird. It's sort of weird. But, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think he thought of her that way. And maybe they lost touch for a while. And then he ran into her and was like, well, I guess you're going to have to be in Machete Kills. Mm. But uh, I don't know. It's a great. That's a great point. What is? What does America think? Tweet us at Blackcast. She's younger than me by one year. Yeah. So too old for Bujanski. Yeah. Uh, Liev. Um, all right, and then um, the second to last name here, Paula Dean. Paula Dean. And um, <laughs> I'm gonna say that uh, I have to pick Paula Dean to win for a simple reason. Always bet on blackface. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that came, good. That that came good. to me at the gym this morning. This is the whole reason I wanted to talk about it. It was no. basically for one joke. No, it totally worked. Totally um, worked. But it, it's an unusual selection. And by the way, uh, I saw all of this being unveiled when I was at the gym. They had them on Good Morning America. And I'm not sure who they sat. Oh, I think they sat her next to Tamar Braxton. They, you know, they made a point, sit her next to someone who is you know, not as <laughs> lily white as she is. And uh, it's like, look, look, everybody loves her. 
So uh, I guess that's all right. But um, I don't know. I feel like how can she manage to stay out of trouble for uh, all those weeks? And, you know, are there going to be are there going to be protests? People protest about everything these days. Are people going to be upset? Coltrane, do you think people will be upset about Paula Dean being on Dancing with the Stars? I mean, I think maybe a little bit, but, I, don't, I you know, this is her redemption tour. This is her, like, trying to come back into the public spotlight and get her redemption. We'll see. I don't... I don't know. Do I don't you, know that do she you hold do it, it against her that she's a dirty racist? I mean, I don't hold it against her, but I think she's a dirty racist. Yeah, no, no, no. That's <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the way that I feel about it. I, I just sort like because she did something again after the fact. She did. Like, yeah, we little, talked about it. Little, I, like, I don't know if yeah. you were there that week. Yeah, yeah it was the, like her, the Lucy and Ricky. Yeah, thing. yeah, the Lucy and Ricky so, thing. Yeah. I just think that she is, in fact, a blatant racist. So, yeah. you know, there, there's sort of that. Yeah, just because I want to get mail. I mean, she's from Georgia. So, what do you want? I just wanted to say that, you know. See, I always like to see if we get feedback, which uh, we actually have. I don't know. If we, we won't have time to get to it this week, but uh, we get all kinds of feedback. Um, Agent Starling, any thoughts about Paula Dean, uh, you know, admitted racist, yeah. being on Dancing with the Stars? Uh, I think if anybody's upset, they should reevaluate and realize what a gift this is. Yeah. To have Paula. What a hysterical. You know from moment one she's just going to be tripping all over. Unless she's just fantastic, which is... Not gonna happen. <laughs> no, I mean, um, think about how much you know butter, just, butter she'll have on is, her right, hands. Imagine, yeah. I, imagine if you will, the memes that we will get oh. to see, and the funny videos. Which, by the way, Bujanski will post every one of those memes. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this is this is a gift because we get a lot of comedic. I think we're gonna get a lot of good I, comedic you know material. I, I think you're right. I think we're gonna get good things out of this. I'm sorry. What was that? Do you see something about jazz hands? No, it was jazz singer hands. Jazz you know, singer hands. Al oh, oh, yeah. See, I wanted to give you credit. It was it was far enough in the in the background that I'm like, you know what? I got to make sure that he gets to that. Uh, and then finally, all right. Now this guy isn't just a star. He's a goddamn hero. Uh, Alex Scarlatos, and I probably said his name wrong because I thought it was actually uh, Skeletor. Uh, no, Alex, Alex <laughs> Hey, man. Hey, man. Alex uh, Scarlatos, he's an Army National Guard specialist, and you're like, well, why haven't I heard of this guy? You have. He Is became it a Alex world. Or Alec. It's Alec. You're right. I, uh, it says Alec on my paper, but uh, I read Mer- it as Alex. American hero. Yeah, American hero. Uh, he American hero. Yeah, he, he has hero. Yeah, American. American yeah. hero. Yeah, so okay. he he is a American hero. American hero. Right. Okay. Yeah, Merkin. he has a you know pube wig, groinal wig. Yeah, groinal yeah. wig. Yeah, he's a American hero. No, he's an American hero. God damn it. Oh, okay. And uh, well, you know what? He's not you, Kami. You know what I'm going to say? He's not just an American hero. That guy's a world hero. Listen, he's an American hero that we exported. That we shared with the world briefly. Damn right. Because that's what we do. Marco. He is one of the guys, you heard this story, that helped avert a massacre aboard a Belgian train. He was on vacation after deployment in Afghanistan. uh, And uh, he had uh, a couple of his buddies were with him, too. And uh, there was an armed attacker who decided to start shooting on the train in Belgium. And he and a couple of his friends, they uh, disarmed, subdued the attacker who was armed. And, uh, you know, he had had guns and whatnot, which is, you know, what it means to be armed. Uh, he also had a box cutter because everybody has a box cutter. So what I say to him, first and foremost, uh, God bless you, sir. Thank you for your service. And thank you for serving when you're even on vacation. You're like, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not in America. I'm not in Afghanistan. I'm on vacation. But you know what? I'm going to go ahead and serve the world. But this begs the question. Coltrane, I'll go with you first. Sure. If you were on that train and you saw this happen and like maybe you were sitting a row across from these guys that got up to stop this, 
what would you do? This is one of those things that is really tough because I would love to believe that I would definitely like yeah. do something. Sure. I'm, and I, I'm, I'm with you. I'd love to believe that I would too. And it's like there's – in this scenario, I feel like it's possible that I would. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm 100% positive that I would, but I feel like I would because I do feel like even if like you tried and failed in that case – like you're still like kind of standing up and actually doing something. You die like trying to save people. That's pretty money. So I would I could accept that. So I think I really would in fact try to do something. I'm not positive, but I yeah. think I would. No, I'd like to think that I would. I think you know first and foremost, my concern would be uh, you know pres- presumably I'd be on the train with Heather and Felix, and I would be like, well, are are they safe at the moment? And then it's like, well, you want to keep them safe. And also there's, you know, there's also like three guys from the National Guard that have already led the charge. So those are tough guys. So I'm just going to be sort of like backup. There's probably going to be like seven or eight other guys. Well, like, and, and don't forget, there actually there was a, one of the people that was there was actually a teacher. That's true. Yeah, there, there was a teacher. And uh, I, who was the person that got shot? Do you know who got shot? I do not know yeah, who got I, shot. I don't know either. But I, yeah. I do know that, that one of the people was a professor. So wanted to throw that in there too. Yeah. Give him a little so that just it makes, yeah. the, makes the point though that uh, you know, normal people see bad things and they're like – and I'd like to think I would. But I also know I would definitely have shit myself. Now, if I'm just like, well, you know what? Everyone can tell that I shit myself and I'm going to help out anyway. Uh, but uh, it's, you know a, it's no no one would care. Like if you pissed yourself, but you actually still try to do true. something, no one would no one would say anything. Yeah, ever. if you sat there and shit yourself, that's that's a double shame cone. You know, right. you're but just you sitting do there. something and that yeah. happens. It's all right. You know, now, no one will ever say anything about it. Agent Starling, we all know that you're uh, not just an aspiring superhero, but you actually are the secret identity of a superhero that we will not, we will not identify because yeah. we want to you know, protect the innocence. If you were in that scenario, what do you think you would do? Um, I think everybody likes to believe that they would do the awesome thing. Sorry. Making a lot of, so, making a lot of noise with the microphone. I Go ahead. hope that in that scenario, uh, I could be a brave individual. Um, you'd be scared. It'd be, it'd be, I don't know. It's always hard to like judge these kind of things because it's like easy to say like, yeah, fuck yeah. I know exactly what I do. Uh, I want to go down fighting. Right. Yeah. That's all Well, that's I the other thing. Do. It's I like want, you think about it. Do. You know, who knows how many people are going to get shot on that train if these guys don't do that. Yeah. And, you know, maybe once it gets started, maybe kind of like everybody, you know. So it could be one of those things you're like, well, I could help out or I could stay over here and maybe be safe, but you're also not necessarily going to be safe. Right. So right. safety in numbers. Yes. He has the gun. He has the, maybe even had more than one gun and he had the box cutter. But yes. when you start, when you start uh, lining up, you know, it's, uh, you can definitely overwhelm in those situations, which, you know, obviously we heard about, uh, on, uh, nine 11, uh, United flight 93, you hear about these things every once in a while. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I think most of us like to think that we would do it. Um, but all three of us kind of are hedging our bets enough where we're like not saying, oh, yeah, I'm there. I'm definitely jumping up because you you want to, but you're not in that moment. You don't know how you're going to respond. You know, maybe, just maybe, like, well, if, if Liev was there, he would get the vapors and he would pass <laughs> out and he'd wake up maybe, you know, but yeah. Well, and you also have to take into account you don't like if someone else starts it like if someone else jumps up first 
I think it would be easier to, to like be the one that like follows in to try yeah. to like save something. Yeah, I, 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 I will say right now, hundred percent, I am not first. Yeah, I mean, I am I, not first. Again, I this one I, I'm much closer to fifty fifty on. I, yeah. I can't say for sure, but if someone else jumped up first, it's a lot easier to be like, yeah, I could follow that because again, let, let me help. You're these probably guys. all gonna, you're yeah. probably all gonna get shot if you don't do something. So. Yeah. It's you might as well do something. And look, someone else maybe charge. maybe the 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 people who get up do get shot, but then they stop the guy. So the their loved ones who are still sitting and uh, you know that they're there to protect, they're going to be all right. Yeah, you know? exactly. So that that's really why in, in my scenario, that's why I mentioned you know assuming that Heather and Felix would be there with me. I I feel like I'm like well, uh, you know I I got to make sure they're all right. You know and. Uh, but yeah, so I'd like to know what everybody else thinks, though. You can always tweet us at Blatcast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T, or you can find us on Facebook, The Blatcast. Um, moving on, though, much less consequential than, well, not less consequential than Dancing with the Stars, but less con- consequential than that specific question. Uh, this weekend was the MTV Awards. I didn't watch for two reasons. One, as I said, I was at Mr. Speed. And two, I'm not a 14-year-old girl. Um, I am <laughs> stunned by how much attention grown men and grown women pay to the Video Music Awards every year. And they write about them on Facebook and they tweet. But it's such a manufactured two and a half hours of horseshit. All the, you know, quote-unquote spontaneous moments and all the fake feuds, a.k.a. bad blood. Thank you. Uh, you know, just stop. Just stop getting, you know, and Kanye West rambling on. I've only seen little snippets of it. I read an article about it. I want to know why do I live in a world where that man is allowed to so freely share every thought and impulse that comes into his mind. You know, his music, it's not for me. I get that people like it. But that doesn't mean he gets to go on TV and talk as often as people let him talk. Now he did How say. How dare you? He He's did, a future president. Well, I was going to say. He did say he'll run for president in 2020, and even though I really dislike him, he'll definitely be a better president than Trump. But uh, do you? How ha- dare you? What? How I, dare you? You're talking about Mr. Trump right there, sir. Mr. Trump. I'm talking about Donald Trump Jr. Donald Trump Jr. would not be a good president. No, if, Ivanka would be. Ivanka a great would be president. a great president, and and Donald would date her if he wasn't her father. I believe he said essentially. Yeah. That. I, you might be right. Yeah, I might, something like I might have paraphrased it, but that's basically what he said. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Coltrane, you had to, you know, you, you're a man of the world. You had to realize people were talking a lot about the MTV Awards. Were you just of the I don't give a shit? Or did you get caught up because there was so much talk about it? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I just didn't really care. I mean, I, you know, we've all seen like Miley Cyrus basically naked. So, yeah, you, you've that, already, that wasn't you know, anything that was new. There. Yeah. I mean, you've already seen a bunch of the feuds and everything, so that wasn't that special. I mean, Kanye West, taught, you know, his rambling, you know, about being becoming a presidential candidate in 2020, that was interesting. But I mean, overall, but then it, just, it goes on so long that it sto- literally it stops being interesting. They put the brakes on the interesting, and it's right. just like, all right, now he's just going on, you right? Know? So it, it was just there wasn't anything that I knew there wasn't going to be anything really that was new that was like, oh my god, I got to check it out. Because, again, everything else you've already seen, so who cares? Right, exactly. Now, uh, Agent Starling, I know that uh, you know, you're know you not someone who really worries himself with the inconsequential things out there in the world. But did mm. you get caught up on social media with people talking about the MTV Awards? No. I didn't even know that you happened. Even, you don't even have friends? Uh, I think they're <laughs> None stupid. of your friends even watched it. They Good might have, you. but I wasn't paying attention. I think it's stupid, and I don't care. 
Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Until that moment when he's in a movie that gets promoted on. Oh, absolutely. Then yeah. I will become no, no. a promotional when, when, whore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. totally. As, as Coltrane said off in the distance, until that moment when absolutely. he's in a movie that he goes there to promote it. Yeah. Now, the MTV Movie Awards, I will you know, out so fast. best... Best uh, shirtless uh, rain scene or something, you know. Yeah. He gets nominated for that. That's the MTV Movie Awards. That's different. Culture, right. you agree? If if he gets nominated, we have to go. Oh yeah, absolutely. As part of as part of the Wiltaraj. What did we? Is yeah. that yeah? yeah it's yeah, a Wiltaraj. It's been a while since I'd used the term. It's all good. Yeah, all good. So yes. as part of the Wiltaraj, that's that's what we would we would have to do. All right. Well, let's move on to some uh, very significant uh, Coltrane-related news. And uh, I want to uh, start off Coltrane by getting your thoughts on a very important turn of events. Team Mom Farrah Abraham, she's now in the Celebrity oh, Big Brother house in the UK. I, I figured it would be, <laughs> but I put this together like a week ago. I saw that and I'm like, all right. So uh, you can have as many thoughts on this as you want, but there, there's uh, two that I had. Uh, she's fighting with someone named uh, Austin Armacost, who... The fuck is that? He's an ex-boyfriend of Marc Jacobs. All right. So they're basically, you know, famous in the same way. Uh, He pointed out she's only famous for being a uh, pregnant, underage, you know, uh, teen mom. And she stayed famous for a sex tape, says the guy who's famous for fucking Marc Jacobs. Okay. (laughs) Look, I'm not hashtag team fair. I'm just saying, like, I don't think anybody that's on the Celebrity Big Brother in the UK needs to belittle anyone else's celebrity because you're all on the same fucking terrible show. Uh, And then one other thought. If anyone is not convinced that this family is trash, Farrah Abraham's father, Michael Abraham, is writing a new tell-all book about Teen Mom, and he promises it's going to be juicy with new information. So that's uh, Teen Mom, Farrah Abraham's dad. Michael has a book coming out. Uh, Can't wait to read it. Uh, Coltrane, your thoughts on uh, this very important turn of events. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, the dad writing a book is just, it's ridiculous. Like, anytime, like, parents of, especially, like, reality TV celebrities write books, I, I don't know. I find those to be reprehensible, usually. There's much less redeeming quality to any of those. Um, as far as, like, Celebrity Big Brother UK, I honestly, like, I, I've never really watched Celebrity Big Brother. I watched one season of Big Brother, so... You know, like, it's not really a thing that I was that into until this year when I saw that Farrah was on, and I also saw that Tila Tequila was on, and... Somehow I missed that from the list. I didn't realize that Tila Tequila was on. Because she was on for, like, the first couple hours, and then everyone discovered that, like, in 2013, she had this whole, like, Nazi Twitter post where she was standing in front of... She photoshopped herself standing in front of Auschwitz in Nazi regalia, and like did like this whole post about how Hitler wasn't really that he wasn't a bad guy he was misunderstood and like he was he was a sweet kid who was trying to be an artist and you know like the holocaust was all about like war crimes or something like it it was just like this really weird like she was a nazi thing and so she got kicked off and now like there's there's discussion about like maybe she's going to they're going to try to bring her back cuz she was apologetic and she's like well I you know I was depressed and on drugs at the time and whatever and so they're trying to avoid the lawsuit cuz they weren't going to give her her money for appearing oh yeah you got to give her that money i know and if you're going to give her the money you might as well put her back on the show right and uh yeah wow i, I know i didn't hear any of that oh yeah this yeah. is why that's <laughs> is why Coltrane walks this beat that's true that's true that's why i'm there so, but after she got, cause that's when I first really paid attention to it, to the stories. And then after that, I saw like Farah got in fights with like three different people in like three days. And it's just, she's, 
she's one of those people who is, I don't know, like, she's so delusional about stuff. It's sort of entertaining, but mostly sad. Like, it, it's, I can't even, I just, it, like, when people are just, like, they get up in your face and, like, they put their hands on you and then they tell you that you're invading their space or you're doing something wrong, it's just ridiculous. Like, there's just, she's, I don't know, she's crazy delusional. She makes great porn tapes, though, so I'm interested in that. But, um, yeah, like, I I don't know any of these other people, really. Although, I, I think today I saw that Janice Dickinson was on the show yes, as well. Yes, I actually saw that today. Yes, Janice Dickinson, definitely on uh, Big Celebrity Big Brother in the UK, yes. So, I do kind of wish that I could see it overall, because it, it seems like it's sort of entertaining. But, yeah, it... I mean, you're going to bring Farrah Abraham on. You're going to bring on Tila Tequila. Like, you are you know what you're doing. But, yeah, they're both disasters. And I don't know. So it's sort of entertaining in a train wrecky kind of way. Right. Okay. So that's that's your thought on that. Yeah. I, I, I'm kind of glad I can't watch it. I've uh, never watched a uh, Big Brother. Although I remember the first year they had it. I, I think it was maybe 2000, 2001. I knew I didn't have a job. And I, I remember downloading the uh, application for it. And I'm like, oh, no, I am not interested in this at all. You just you read all the fine print. <laughs> I'm like, no, this is not something I'm doing. No. Yeah. But uh, that's, that's as close as I ever got to uh, being involved in it. Now, uh, obviously, you have some other uh, important notes and thoughts on the corner and uh you know agent starling can chime in when he has thoughts but i don't think we need to know what he thinks of teen mom fair abraham if you feel like we can all guess i don't care Ex- exactly I know who that is exactly backdoor teen mom just saying backdoor teen mom well yes. that's her porn isn't that tape. a south park porno backdoor sluts nine <laughs> uh, well kind of that's yeah. the one videotape that they had to return in the lord of the rings episode wow you See, do I remember. care about real important things. Like South Park episodes. Yeah. yeah. Sure. We agree. Anyway, sure. uh, Coltrane, go ahead. Well, here's a... I, I sort of had a thought. This I I was thinking about this a while ago when it first came out, like the whole Hulk Hogan thing. and uh, Brother. Yeah. Yeah, brother. Brother. Um, so, just quick recap. He uh, apparently... like Also a in, dirty racist, so he'll end up on Dancing well, with the Stars yeah, at some here's, point. Okay, here's the thing. It's to me, this is where like it's it's a little bit different and I don't I know why he's doing his whole apology tour. I just I don't think that he has as much to be as upset at I don't know, like it, people shouldn't be as mad at him as I feel like other people because if you see what he said, he was he did he was using the N-word a lot, which was not okay. Granted he's from Florida, so you sort of expect that that happens. But what he, the initial thing that he was getting in trouble for was because he had said that he didn't, his daughter was at the time, he thought dating a black guy, she, and he was sort of like, he was using the N-word, but he wasn't saying she couldn't do it and he didn't want her to do it. He was just saying, he was saying that he wanted her, like if she was going to be dating a black guy, of course, again, he used the N-word, he wanted her to be dating like an athlete or, you know, someone who's worth like a hundred million dollars, something like that. Now to me, like it's, it's one of those things that's a little bit different because he's not outright saying he doesn't like, she can't date a black guy or he'll, or he'll disown her. It'll it'll be a problem. He just wants her to date a successful black guy if she's going to do it. So it's, it's weird. There's, there is a distinction to me about that. And so it's, I just feel like he got crushed for something 
mostly because after that, like he got in a conversation about people and why it's okay for black people to use the N word and not him. And that's where I feel like he should have just shut up and not said anything. Just like when you're in a hole, stop digging. Don't ask that question because there's, there isn't an answer that you can get to that one that makes any sense. It's just, there, there isn't. Like, no one should use the word. It's some people think that black people can use it, and some people don't. So it's just don't get involved in that, especially when you're already in trouble. So what do you think should happen in terms of uh, Hulk Hogan's future? Do you think people should just be like, all right, you know what? We'll all be Hulkamaniacs again. Just uh, go sit in the penalty box for a little bit. How about a timeout, Hulkster? Yeah, I think I, this is, again, it's one that I, I just don't think it's as bad as as other people and other things that have been said. And if you if you do look at other like black people that he worked with in wrestling and throughout his career, he actually was pretty helpful to them and was actually it seems like he was a decent guy to them and everything. So it's it, it's a different one to me. All right. But he did associate with a guy named Hillbilly Jim. So, you know, you got to keep that in mind. You know, I feel like that maybe there's, you know, a hotbed of intolerance in the WWE. But he did help out the uh, Kamala the Headhunters. Right. So hey, there is that's an that. excellent point. No, that's a, you, you can't go wrong there. That's a solid, solid point. Uh, what else yeah. is uh, on the uh, Coltrane Corner beat? Well, okay. So there's a... Uh, <laughs> There's this new uh, movie coming out with Will Smith called uh, Concussion, and it's, uh, it is about the story, basically League of Denial, where the NFL basically denied um, that concussions were caused by repeated head injury. I mean, there's no, there's no reason to assume that concussions, you know, head trauma was caused by people playing a sport where their heads continually bashed into the ground and against helmets. I don't understand. I, I'm on the NFL side, but you, you go ahead. <laughs> you go ahead and talk about your movie. But I live in the real world where head trauma is not caused by playing professional football. Go ahead. Though. Right. So <laughs> Will Smith plays the, the uh, doctor who originally like found the link between the repeated head injuries and um, like permanent brain damage and how he kept trying to just get the NFL to acknowledge it. And, like, he wasn't a football fan. He wasn't trying to take down the NFL or anything. He was just like, wait, this is happening. You, you guys should do something about it. You should acknowledge it. And they, it, they sort of, like, they denied it for a long time. They tried to sort of make it look like he was wrong. It was kind of like the tobacco industry. And, like, everyone was like, no, you know, smoking is bad for you. And they're like, no, no, no it's great. No. It's healthy, actually. It's really healthy. Yeah. So they, they kept trying to shut him down and that whole thing. I League of Denial was actually a really good documentary. It was a it was an article I think it was an article and then a documentary that was done, but not a lot of people saw it. The reason that I I bring this up now is because it's a Will Smith movie. It's coming out at Christmas, so it will get more attention. The only thing about it and I was pretty happy about that cuz right now I'm totally anti NFL. But right now Which like, is something I plan to ask you about in the next moment or two. Yeah, so sure. Ahead. But the thing about it is now like you we go back to the uh, the Sony hacks from a while ago, and apparently they they tried to sort of appease the NFL and not make the NFL look as bad. And like the you know, there's a back and forth of the director. He's like, no, I we weren't trying to bow down to them. We were just trying to be accurate. But if you read the emails, they were clearly sort of trying to appease the NFL a little bit. So overall, I think it's going to get a lot of attention, and I think it's going to be sort of bad for the NFL. But it's not going to be as bad as it could have been. But I do think it's going to get attention, and I think it should. Because you, you can't shut down – like when people give you facts, you can't shut it down like that. 
It's better to actually address it and try to fix it than, no, no, you're crazy. You're crazy. No, stop. That's crazy talk. Well, yeah. no, it's a, it's a good point. Um, so there's uh, obviously plenty in the uh, Coltrane's Corner to uh, talk about, but we can uh, get to it you know, next week's episode. But uh, I do want to ask you, uh, sort of talking about the NFL, the uh, latest on Deflategate, the Tom Brady situation, uh, for our listeners who maybe don't follow it that closely, what's the latest, what's happening, and where does Coltrane factor in in terms of watching the New England football Patriots on Sundays in the weeks ahead? Okay, as far as the, the, the second part of the question first, I will still continue to watch the Patriots. Because of the new job that I got, I actually am going to have to start watching pretty much all the NFL again. So I was I was completely willing to stop watching any other game besides the Patriots game. But now because of my job, I'm going to have to watch them. Just when you think you're out. They pull me pull back me in! Back in. <laughs> so, you know, so, but as far as like the latest developments, as of right now, we're still waiting to hear the judge's decision as to whether he's going to vacate the suspension or uphold it. I mean, it's... They need to decide that pretty soon, right? Because this... He said he'll do it by Friday. Okay. That's when they... The, both sides sort of asked him to do it by... Um, he said he's going to do it by Friday. It, honestly, like, anyone who tells you they know what he's going to rule, they're lying to you. It's a federal judge. You don't know what he's going to do. I still believe that he should vacate it because they, they have admitted throughout the case that they have no evidence that anything happened. But their argument is it doesn't matter because Roger Goodell can just do whatever he wants. So it's – the So it's something that we'll have to revisit down the road when it's We will actually, have to yeah. revisit it so we'll, to find out about it. But just the way that this whole thing is, has played out is just – it still annoys me to no end. Clearly there was an effort to go after the Patriots and I just – I don't like it when you look at someone who's successful and instead of you getting better, you just try to take them down. That's the, that's the, part, that's the biggest part of the problem that I have with this is that there was a lot of like jealousy and like backstabbing and no one actually – it's just because they can't beat the Patriots, so they're trying to do other things to like get around it. And that bugs me. Now, a secondary, uh, sort of under this umbrella, uh, it's a lot of coverage that uh, Giselle Bunchton, Tom Brady's wife, consulting a divorce lawyer. Thoughts on that? Trouble in paradise? Yeah, I. This one is tough. I. I don't. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if that's like a real thing or if that's just you know like people. It's more like media speculation. I. This whole thing has been you know, eight months of absolute torment for Tom. So I, it would make sense that there could be trouble in paradise. Sure. I just hope there isn't. So right. I'm not positive, but I really hope that there's not anything I, to, well, to yeah. Do. I mean, he's got, uh, let's just say it. He's got quite the life. That guy, Tom Brady, you know, multi multiple, uh, super bowl champion, super hot wife. And then, uh, you know, it's like you're saying, people are always trying to break him down, take that away from him. Uh, anyway, uh, Coltrane, we appreciate your thoughts on all of that. And, uh, of course, there's always plenty of uh, stuff in Coltrane's Corner, which uh, we will revisit uh, next week. I wanted to uh, turn to our pal over here, uh, Agent Starling. Uh, we wanted to talk about uh, over the weekend, actually on Sunday, I found out uh, about 
the uh, passing of Wes Craven. And I wanted to let you go first and kind of give mm-hmm. some thoughts. You wrote some nice things that I saw on Facebook while people were writing about the stupid MTV awards, by the way. Yeah. You were writing some very nice things right, about right. Wes Craven. So just uh, share some thoughts with our listeners here. Um, it made me really sad. I, uh, I didn't even know he was sick. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Know I, he I hadn't had heard anything. Yeah, I mean, he was on the radio show at some point in the last five years, right. and I was like, "Oh, he seems like a great guy." You know? right. But uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know any of this. Um, it was one of those things where, like, you know, when a celebrity death happens, you're like, "Oh man!" Even Robin Williams is like, that was like really, yeah. The, for whatever reason, the hardest one had been Paul Walker. Even though these are all people you don't know. Yes, that's, um, it's, it's important to identify that right Right, right, right. Yeah. But still, there's something weird about the fact that you can feel this empathetic connection with this stranger because of their body of work. And when I saw that about Wes Craven, I was on set shooting this web series, going through Instagram, and somebody posted a picture, and it said, R.I.P. Wes Craven. And I just out loud said, no, no, no. And I sat down, and my friend was like, are you okay? And I was like, I don't know. It was weird. It was, I don't know the guy at all. Yeah. At all, but it felt like somebody I knew, and it was like I got this weird feeling, like this kind of like tingle in my body, and like my stomach was all like, and I, I honestly like felt all teary eyed, and I was like, shit, I kind of want to cry, and I was like, I don't know why, it was so weird, it hit me so strangely. Well, it's, it, you know, it's it's like I said, it's it's different when you you hear somebody's not doing well, and then you kind of you know you, stay, but this was just out of nowhere. Right. I saw on Twitter right. that he died. I'm like, what? And you know, first and foremost, it said scream director Wes Craven, so that's what made me mad. Right, More, you know, right now, no, like first, first you're sad, and then you come back around to like, wait a minute, they well, said scream. No, look, scream's great. I'm not saying that. Yeah, I would say scream and Nightmare on Elm, or, or scream and Elm Street because it's, it's shorter. It's probably because that fucking MTV show. Oh, we're gonna talk about that in a minute. <laughs> we are definitely gonna talk about that in a minute. Um, but I will say that the first scream movie I saw it when I was ten or eleven. Yeah, and that was the first horror movie I really liked. I, when you're a kid, they all scare you. Even yes. if they're stupid. Um, even if when you rewatch them now, you're like, oh. Like, like Nightmare how did I get two? Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, that's actually not very good. No, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 is very bad. Right. So when we talk about Nightmare on Elm Street, we're not talking about Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Yeah. But, but uh, you, you, uh, I watched Scream and I just, I just love, and I had an older brother who's seven years older than me who could kind of point out what was being done, which is this, to me, Kevin Williamson's script for it is still in my top five best screenplays of all time because it's, self-aware and it's a parody of the slasher genre while simultaneously reinventing the slasher genre and making it popular again in a serious way it did two things at the same time which are polar opposites of each other and super hard to do and Wes Craven obviously being kind of the mastermind of all that um, was just always the coolest thing I'd ever seen as a kid and so my love for horror movies has built over the past really strongly over the past five years um, and the Nightmare movies obviously are a big deal. Um, but even some of the other lesser known ones, like The People Under the Stairs. Sure. And The Last House on the Left, which is a fucked up movie. <laughs> yeah, um, which, uh, as, you know, reading about it, uh, yeah. banned in the UK. So, yeah. yeah. It's, even yeah. watching it now, it's super, super uncomfortable. And the rape scene, is, and we've talked, obviously, extensively about this. So it's obviously not as graphic as it might be present day, but... They show a substantial amount yeah. of things in the 1972 or whenever it was it's they filmed. It's 72, yeah. Um, and I watched it four or five years ago, and I was like, oh, my God, this is horrendous. Like, it, you just feel, you know, and then the bad guys get their comeuppance, and it's kind of cool. Um, but yeah. 
Well, no, and I mean, the thing that I was going to say is that, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of horror movies, and I'm not quite the uh, connoisseur that guys like you and Richard Diaz and uh, Laura Char, but I always loved Freddy Krueger because I figured it out when I was older. I'm like, oh, he's like... He's like a really evil Spider-Man. Right. And the reason for that is that, you know, he makes jokes while he, you know, right. he has a sense of humor. Right. And that, you know, Jason uh, Voorhees, no sense of humor. Michael Myers, no sense of they humor. Don't talk, right. You know, uh, Chucky had a sense of humor, but he's annoying as fuck. Right. So, uh, yeah, so I always liked Freddy Krueger. And then it's like you appreciate those movies and that character it's almost like as they would add sequels and reboots and things along the way, right. you start to appreciate them more and you go like, wow, these are really well done. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, not just anybody can make an Nightmare on Elm Street movie part two, right. you know? Um, so yeah. And uh, it, it's one of those things that you, I, you know, I've seen him talk. I'd read interviews with him. He just seemed like a, you know, like one of those guys who loved movies so much yeah. and liked horror movies and knew that they didn't have to be, you know, Hostel Seven. Right. You know, he knew that there was there was a there, look. It's a very specific art form, right? Like horror movies, right? And you know, it's it it's not Citizen Kane, but right? Not everything, you know, not anything else really is, right? And it's it's a great point that uh, you know he just really understood. And so yeah, it's sad to hear that yeah. uh, he passed. And uh, obviously, you want to take a moment to uh, talk about that. There is one thing that like it's interesting to see. I was listening to actually the Brett Easton Ellis podcast. He's Which not, I believe not is available at podcast1.com. I believe is available at podcast1.com. Uh, but he was yeah. talking to uh, French horror director Alexander Aja, who has done High Tension, and then he did the remake of The Hills Have Eyes. And he was saying he stayed in touch with Wes Craven a lot, making The Hills Have Eyes to like run stuff by him. And he said, like, even when when you find horror limits, people who create these horrendous things but even have limits, it's like, do we show kids getting killed? Do we show right. rape? These things. And he said he wanted... A scene in the movie where one of the mutants breaks into their like little camper or whatever, and they have a pet cat, and he puts the cat and milk into a blender and makes a cat oh, milkshake. That's what he wanted to do. Jesus. And Wes Craven said no. Yeah, I and, would say no. And yeah. he said why? And Wes Craven said because people will try to do it. That's true. And it's like knowing, and like I was like, I love that Wes Craven is first of all that he consulted him, which is important, but that he knows he's like. Obviously, with Last House on the Left, he's probably like, look, rape happens. So it's not like people are not trying to do that thing. Yeah. But he knows that probably some of the shit that has been in his movies over the years, he's heard some news stories somewhere where some fucking happened. crazy person. Yeah. yeah. And, and a lot like, of the things no, you, you see in these, a lot of these things you see in these movies can't happen. Right. You can't actually do that. Right. That's something that you could see and go like, yeah, all right, I'm going to, yeah. You know what? That's a, that, that's a great. That really sums it up. Yeah. Look at you yeah. doing some homework and hey. research. Hey. I love that. Ah. No, no, it's good because I didn't. Um, so one thing that I wanted to talk about in the last episode when we had our friend Richard Diaz on the phone, but uh, we really got sidetracked talking about Rob Lorich and pubes. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a, a reboot of Nightmare on Elm Street, and yeah. I'm going to go first on that. I'm fine with it because I like that character. I want to see it. If it's well done. I liked the last one. I thought Jackie Earl Haley... That's his name, right? Yeah. Yeah. As all of a sudden, I wanted to call him Jackie Earl Haley Joel Osment. No. No. Not, not no. really. That was just a joke. I don't know why I gave myself a That would be great, though. That, that, that would be a great actor. Yeah. But uh, I thought that one was good. I was uh, looking forward to there being more, you know, beyond the let's set up, you know, let's set up the reboot. Right. But uh, that's, that's not what happened. And uh, so if they want to make more, as long as it's good and the character is 
accurately represented, obviously mm-hmm. not by Robert England. He's too old at this point. He said he's worn it for the last time. I think he did it at some event. He made a point to come out in it one more time. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm okay with it. But your thoughts on a, on an Elm Street reboot? Do you think we should just watch the old ones again? Uh, or No, I, honestly, I, it's it's kind of the same. With, the way I see these horror icons of like Michael, Jason, and Freddy is like superheroes to me. As I because I love horror movies and I love those characters, so I I hope they keep making Superman movies until I'm dead and Batman yeah. movies and, and you'll be in Spider-Man both of them. And, you'll be Spider Man. Yeah. No, you'll, you'll yeah you'll Batman be Spider Man, Batman, and Superman. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I hope just like even though most people don't like them, I hope they keep making Transformers movies until I'm dead because I like seeing characters in more stuff because yeah. I like them. If it sucks, it's a shame. Fantastic Four. Well, which we will talk about next week. Multiple times, by the way. it yeah. sucked, and it's so frustrating because it's like the Roger Corman one was amazing. It but was amazing. anyway. We have to talk but about knowing that, next that it week, sucked. You're like, focused. but I still want to see a good version of it. So yeah. if they keep making them, I will continue to watch. Them. Yes, right. So <laughs> with the horror characters, the same thing. They're going to do a Halloween movie called Halloween Returns. I'm Michael. Obviously, that's my favorite franchise, horror franchise. So sure. I'm excited. So for Nightmare, it's like yes, I want to see Freddy Krueger just keep going and going and going. I want to see Jason going and going and going because the way I kind of see them is like that's this era. Maybe we're coming out of it, but I don't think so. Um, our Wolfman, Frankenstein, and Dracula, as far as horror icons go, it's kind of those three. And what's weird is that those movies, the new Nightmare on Elm Street and the new Friday the 13th, it's not like they just fucking tanked and made no money. Right. They, they just didn't make a, like a billion dollars. Right, but they both like, oh. made for the budget that they're on yeah. good amounts of money, yeah. which is all that those movies have ever made in the past to warrant a sequel. The only one that I saw that I was like, do not continue on this path is Rob Zombie's Rob Halloween Zombie, 2. Yeah. I yeah. actually haven't even seen that it's one because horrendous. of the way you guys talk about the it. The first one actually has its merits, and I do like quite a bit about it, but the, the second one is so terrible. I was like, no. This I think, cannot go. I on. think H two O. I think H two O might be the last one that I saw. Uh, which is a great one. Yeah, I liked it. Resurrection is terrible, but not as bad as uh, not Rob as bad as H2. Rob Zombie. Uh, yeah. All right. So we're on yeah. the same page. So keep going. There. Yeah. And they can't. I mean, even the the Jackie or Haley. I was like, oh, it was lame. I was like, yeah, yeah, but it wasn't a big pile of steam. No. Shit and I, I thought. It, I mean, I thought it was like he was the the cooler, more spooky Freddy. You know, the first time around, it was Freddy doesn't really have that many quips. Thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The exactly. dark and gritty. Even though it's yeah. already sort of dark and gritty because it's a horror movie, but they yeah. treated him very seriously as this child molester who was a janitor at a school. So they took that. Yeah. point and the, really expanded the, on that. The, yeah, the established backstory, which is super creepy and, yes. you know, n- not, you know, something that is endearing. Well, somebody pointed that out to me. They're like, everybody loves the fact that Freddy's funny. He's like a sick Spider-Man. But yes, he I rapes do. kids. Yes, he does. Not so anymore. He should used we to. like him? He used to rape <laughs> Even kids. Even if he's funny? Now in the dreams, he's funny. Maybe he wasn't funny back then. And I was like, why did you have to say that? Yeah, why I did you have to bad. say that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'll I'll always see him. Well, uh, and then keeping on the uh, Wes Craven uh, theme, there's something that we have put off talking about for weeks now. Yes. Because we just wouldn't run into time. We would run out of time. Uh, We would get kicked out of a studio. You know, all sorts of things happen. I had a baby, you know, whatever. All these lame excuses. You did? I forgot, but I don't know where. I actually don't know where he is. I thought uh, thought Coltrane was watching. He's with Dave. He's, he's, oh, he's with Dave the Dog. Yeah. Okay. Hey, that's great. Hashtag Felix the Baby. Uh, so I do want to take a minute, and we're already past an hour, but I want to take a couple minutes and talk about Scream the Series on MTV. I'm sorry, what? What is it? Yeah. Now, uh, <laughs> you were writing a lot about it before I'd seen it. I, I did TiVo it because I really liked 
the first Scream I thought was fantastic. Yes. I continued to watch all of them. I thought that they were all at least decent, even the fourth one. They're okay. I liked those characters. Yeah. I like the situations. I like the surprises. You know, all of it. I say I like Scream as a as a, an entity. So I was interested to see what they would do with it as a TV series. And um, I will talk about the one thing that they got right. It took them only two minutes to show Bella Thorne in a bikini, yeah. which uh, makes you uh, which makes a lot of sense when you consider that she wasn't with us for very long. No, and no, it's so no, funny. I'm so stupid. I kind of forgot. I just thought she was on the show. Right. I didn't think that like oh, oh here's her yeah. scene in the beginning of the show. I forget. That like, oh, Drew Barrymore was in the beginning of the first screen. Right, like, right. I just wasn't thinking about it. And I'm like, oh, Too right. Too Bella Thorne is the, not the icon that Drew Barrymore was. That's what right. they do. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, there's so many things wrong and I can't wait to hear what you think is wrong with it. And culture, and I'm going to assume you didn't watch, you haven't watched Screen the series. Correct. Okay. So, uh, you know, Good. he's doing research for next week. You should see the things he's looking up. He's, you know, he's, uh, he's making a list. He's checking it twice. Ooh. He's going to have some great stuff for next week. But uh, so you look, you look at the show and right there, you're just like, okay, so they basically, you know, got the leftovers from a cattle call for H&M and Forever 21 commercials. Oh, so bad. It's just everybody came out of it. So it's like there were Disney Channel casting directors. Right. They had this huge stack of headshots. They were just waiting for them to get, you know, a little bit sluttier or a whole lot douchier you know in the case of the guys on the show and well done you you definitely found uh some very slutty kids there's a couple you know the the, there's a few girls who aren't because you always need those but for the most part girls are very trashy on this survivor girls cannot be slutty exactly and uh the dudes are all pretty douchey you know there's the the one guy we're supposed to like right you know and and that's fine so um talk specifically about the concept and the casting, and then we can go on to other things. But just focus on that and your thought, well, your reaction to. In the- general, can I say? Yes. My favorite, proudest tweet I think about it was that <laughs> the thing that was uh, revolutionary, legendary about Scream is that it was, like I said, a simultaneous parody yes. and a reinvigoration of the slasher genre. The show is literally the thing that the movie is making fun of. Exactly. You're exactly that, that turning yeah. on its head. Yeah. So it is then inherently a piece of shit because it's <laughs> it is that thing. You know what I mean? You're like this is it built to a crap place, and then Wes Craven and Kevin Williamson were like, "Fuck it, we can fix it and make it better," and they did. And so the show is now not a thing. You know what I mean? Like that's my favorite <laughs> phrase these days is to say like Jurassic World. It's like not a thing. Fantastic Four. It's not because I don't understand. As a whole, what it's supposed to do and be, uh, because it doesn't stand. It has no legs. It's right. like I like to imagine that I have a decent look as an actor, but I also like to believe that I can at least kind of act well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Little, little bit, little bit. <laughs> hey, a little bit. You just so need a little bit. When I see a show full of beautiful people that very, all very fucking people. suck, except okay. one actress. I can't remember her name. She played a character called Bullet on the Killing. She's that sort of, I don't mean to use this in a derogatory way, butch-looking Oh, girl okay. I know the girl you mean. Who has. So you have to, well, you have to, how else are you going to describe right? her? She's I, the butch-looking girl. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think she's great, actually. Sorry, microphone. Um, and she was in Arrow for a little while. Um, I think she's fine. And everybody else can go straight to hell. Because it's like, you just <laughs> And have, technically, the, most of them do. Even so, in you the know. fucking first, with Bella Thorne, it's like, 
the thing is, is Drew Barrymore is a great actress who's yes. really good. So when she, she did dies, not look like that in a bikini at any point in her no, in her didn't. life. But what, but that whole scene is great because oh yeah, that's right. She's a pro. Poison um, Ivy, uh, Coltrane, off in the distance, mentioned Poison Ivy. He has something to be. There's something to be said for Poison Ivy. You're right. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. The rest in the show don't have that. I think Nev Campbell, good actress. I think Courtney Cox, good. I'm not saying we're not talking Academy Award winning. I'm saying competent individuals who can deliver lines can, in a believable. Yeah. Can you can way. you hit your marks and deliver a convincing performance the right. way that the director asks you to? Right. Great. Do I don't. I don't. Do it. Please. Come on. I don't know that uh, the, that any of the kids. <laughs> do you think any of these kids said, "Hey, can I get one more for me?" Right, right. You know, like I didn't feel that yeah. last one. Probably yeah. also here's a big reason the show fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I love when you get this angry. Um, Which, by the way, we have run out of time to. We're not. Gonna, we're going to finish this. We can't even talk until next week about the thing you're really upset about. Idris Elba. Oh no! How we we're going to talk about, about it. Twitter. We're going to talk about. I know we're going to talk about it next week. Sorry, <laughs> I'm very angry about that. I know, um, but we have to wait till next week. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, Wes Craven didn't direct a moment of it. I think that's you know he was. Hey, why are the movies so good? Oh, that's right. That's right. Wes Craven directed <laughs> yeah. them. Oh yeah, Kevin Williamson wrote the scripts. He did some story, I think, stuff for the show. But plot points come up that have been invented by Kevin Williamson aren't scripts written by Kevin Williamson. They're just ideas that he's like, hey, do this. But they just went off and did their own thing. Uh, so that's probably the biggest thing. Can good directors make shitty actors better? I think sometimes. Yes, I, I think that's very possible, um, sure. There's one thing I remember asking a TV director when I was a student. Can good actors make a bad script Okay, and he said no, but a good script can actually help bad actors. So you have bad actors and bad scripts, and there's so there's li- there's nothing that you can do. To, it's just the the mask is honestly that's not even what bothers me. It's this. It's just everything about it is so hollow because of the first point I made, which is it is now it's like a fucking black hole. It's like a vortex, and we're looking into. This thing that is not a thing that was what inspired the movies to begin with. Right. No, no, no. Look, it's, it's a great point. I don't know that a slasher movie works as a TV series at all. No, it now, doesn't. There was a Friday the 13th, the series, which I actually really liked. Yeah. It had nothing to do with the movie. Anthology. It's just Paramount owned the brand name, so they slapped right. it on there. And right. you know, thought, I actually really liked that show. I thought it was, a, it was a cool show. Anybody who hasn't seen it, in Canada, I think it's called Friday's Curse because they didn't want to put the oh, Friday Friday's, Friday's Curse. Eh? Friday's Curse. Eh? Friday but, the 13th oh, was you, too yeah, unlucky. Too much, yeah. So, uh, But it, you know, it's, a, it's about a, a guy who had an antique shop and yeah. they sold all of these antiques that were possessed. Right. And then, you know, a cast of characters try to go and get them and lock them up. And I was like, that's a cool, con- that's what a great concept for a show, first of all. That works week to week. Yes. Jason Voorhees going around a, Just su- a summer camp right. would not work week to week. No. What's much much two? like much like Jason Voorhees going around Manhattan didn't work, you know. <laughs> well, I just watched uh, Jason Takes Manhattan, which I saw in the theater. Thank you. That's a great movie. But I, I yeah, I but watched... there's like, but he, by the way, he's in Manhattan for like eight minutes at the end. It's yes, really that's funny. The problem. It's and funny. Like, I had yeah, just watched it's, the it's, nightmare. It's Jason on the love boat, and then eventually he which gets is to like, Manhattan. how is Crystal Lake opened up to the ocean? Yeah. <laughs> Connect. Yeah, but that 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 documentary camp uh, Crystal Lake Memories, which is like a seven or eight hour. It's really great, super extensive. Yeah, they but you said there's a shorter that. version of it. 
Yeah, it's called yeah. His Name Was Jason. Yeah, that's the one I'm going to watch. Um, no, don't. <laughs> really? Yeah. All right, I'll just, just watch it. it in bits. I watched it over like four days. Um, but that's what they talk about. It's like the reason it's blue is because like 90% of the movie is supposed to take place in Manhattan. And then the studio is like, slash the budget, slash the budget, slash the budget. So, so it's on a boat. The I'm on a boat. Left, all they could really afford was a shot of Kane Hodder standing up in Times Square as this camera panned around yeah. him and then everything else was I, sound I, I remember. And, yeah. I was, and I was like, oh, well, maybe the next one's going to be. And this is right. what I said to my friend Dan that I went with. I, the, I was like. Oh well, maybe the next one he's going to still be in Manhattan. Yeah, and I don't even. Jason know, takes it, Manhattan. What begins. was the next one? Was it? And then Jason, was it Jason in space or uh, Jason no. and Freddy? What was number nine? Jason goes to hell. Yeah, that's which okay. was the one that didn't really feature Jason because it was that little yeah. like poop demon that went between people. Anyway, mouths. we did get sidetracked. Yeah, sorry, sorry. sorry. Anyway, so uh, slasher movie I think doesn't work week to week as a TV series. Uh, the funny thing is, and I watched a few episodes uh, of the show. I watched three, and then I was done. But I, I watched a few because I, I was two. You did better I, than I. Did. I just wanted to see what was happening. There's a backstory to the show that I find so much more interesting than what's going on. Mm-hmm. The, there's like killings in like the 80s or the early yeah, 90s. Right. I find that story really interesting and I would have liked to have watched that show. That show, that show would probably have been good. That even show if they, is the movies. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. But even if they just didn't... Just rewatch those. Even if they didn't have the sense of humor and the self-awareness that the movies had, if you just did the straight slasher, that story, I'm like, well, they did a good job developing the backstory. Yeah. Why does the present day story suck so much? Is it because they have to utilize, you know, I, God, they're, they're like on, you know, Twitter and Instagram and texting. Like, we get it. Every, kids do all that yeah, stuff. Fuck. Why is the whole movie, like, why is the whole series taking place on, on these characters' phones? So, I don't know. I thought, uh, I thought that uh, that was kind of interesting. Um, and, uh, you know, there's just little, there's a note that I wrote because I, I made these notes when I watched the first one and added on to it. Um, come on. When there's a knock at the door, and you see that no one is there, why would you ever open the door? Don't open the door. Ever. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, come on. You gotta stop that, kids in horror movies and on horror TV shows. Don't open the door. There's, well, oh, there's no one there. I'm gonna leave it locked. That's the reason I stopped watching Walking Dead and why I don't think zombie TV shows work. I know everybody else loves Walking Dead and I'm the only well, one. Nobody, nobody likes Fear the Walking Dead, apparently. Um, it got big ratings. Yeah, but people hate it. Yeah, because it's because they hate watching. Because who gives a shit? Again, There's already another version. Again, we of got it. sidetracked. But, but, but what I'm saying is, is the only way for a lot of horror movies, zombie things especially, and slasher things, the only way for the plot to progress is for people to do stupid shit. Yes, agree. Otherwise, nothing happens. If you go, oh, there's nobody out there. I just want to open the door. Then the killer's like, fuck. Now I have to. I mean, I guess. Break down the window? Yeah. Right. Know, like, how am I going to get more, in? See, I think that's more scary. We should make something where yeah. you don't follow any of the cliches and they have to find really, really crazy. That's why I thought that was what was effective about Rob Zombie's first Halloween is that Tyler Maine as Michael Myers is like this fucking gigantic monster. And he just literally breaks through doors. And Great. Like, but it looks believable <laughs> yeah, because don't he's open so the big. Door. You're like, fucking dope. Yeah. yeah Michael like, Myers that guy's going to bust it down. Right. Yeah. Uh, one of the thoughts I had from the pilot of uh, MTV's Scream, the series, was uh, nobody throws awake like a teenager on an MTV series. Really? Like somebody died right. and they're having everybody over the house and boy, that looked like a fun party. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's because somebody died. But God, they were having so much fun. Every, right. And of course, everybody looked great. 
Um, and uh, there was something in a later episode where this new kid comes around and somebody calls him uh, Abercrombie. And I'm like, well, that's hysterical because every dude on the show looks like they should be called Abercrombie. Right. What's up, Abercrombie? It's like, we look exactly Yeah, the same. it's like, yeah, there's literally no <laughs> difference between you and I. Uh, I was excited to see the actor, uh, Brian Bad, who played Sal on Mad Men as a principal. And you could tell that they were just like, uh, bigger. No, 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 bigger. I think I'm giving the performances. He was the principal. I think I'm giving this too big. No, bigger. So it was just like, oh, great. It was just ridiculous over the top. I'm like, looked like he was having fun. Right. So I was like, all right, well, there's that. Uh, there was a um, there was a Will Graham name drop, which I was excited about. And again, another I thing must we have missed that. Another thing we can't talk about is <sighs> Hannibal. We'll have to people have to, look. We want people to listen next week. It's true. They're going to hear us it'll talk be, about. It'll be yeah, old news. It'll be old news, but it'll still be stuff to talk about. You know, people. You know what. I guarantee Michael Hausam hasn't seen the finale yet because people really? have episodes of pile up. I had four episodes of Hannibal, literally my favorite show. I can't believe you let the good episodes pile up. Well, I or in your in had, fairness, you did not have a baby. I was going to say there the was no baby around. Yeah, back. and I have this thing, and I'll talk about it. Is that I did not want to watch Hannibal a show about serial killers and, you know, kind of like the worst serial killer that anybody's ever really come up with. Uh-huh. Uh, I didn't want to watch it with my baby in the room. He's I don't know. That's so, so crazy. Young. He yeah. can't. He doesn't even I know. know. I still, I refuse. I, I wouldn't do it. It's all right for my wife to watch Orange is the New Black while he's in the room, apparently. But yeah. I will not. So anyway, it was very hard for me to catch up, but I caught up and I'll talk about it next time. Anyway, so it's weird let me just sum it up with why Scream the Series is so bad. It, it, you really nailed it in the first minute of the conversation. But it, it, it's really just a, trying to make it appeal towards an MTV generation where there's actresses who are on screen and they look like they're about to laugh, but they're actually supposed to be crying. Yeah, I, I, that, that was one of the things I'm like, oh, no, she's crying. But I thought she was laughing. Right. Literally, I thought. So it's like. Just because you you know, need to cast attractive people, like right. you said, will maybe find some that can act. There are maybe so some many been, out there. I've met them. Yeah, go to. They have talent. Go to like one acting class and like, yeah. you know, wait for people who come out and be like, oh yeah, hey, I liked you. You want to you want to read this? Right. Uh, you know, you want to read this drivel that we wrote? Right. But anyway, I don't know. I'd uh, love to hear what uh, some friends of the black cast think of uh, Scream the series. I feel like they probably didn't even watch it. I know the fact uh, but, that it's on MTV. But now that is we're talking about it, I bet if Richard Diaz hasn't watched it, he's probably at least curious, and he's responsible. And, Oh, I didn't mind it. It was okay. It was yeah, okay. look, they okay. tried really hard. You know, they they He's really Canadian, did their best. Right? I know. As soon as I said they it, they tried really they, hard. They tried really hard, eh? I know you're not. I know you're not Canadian. It just sounded funny. Look, they tried so really polite. Hard. Yeah, so you're so polite. polite. It's like they tried. Look, they did their best. Right. And Rob Lawrence, you'll see like four seconds of it. It's like, um, that girl's hot, but uh, I, this is f- the fucking worst thing ever. He'll say right. something like that. Right. But anyway, we want to know what everybody thinks. Incorrect. You can tweet us at Blackcast, and uh, we will uh, definitely be back next week. And not because we're about to record the next episode right away. That that would be weird if we did that and sat on it for a week. But uh, when we do talk next week, there's so much more good stuff that we're going to talk about in Coltrane's Corner. Uh, O.J. Simpson is very unhappy. You saw that story, Coltrane. We'll talk yep. about that. But uh, we're going to definitely get into this whole uh, why Idris Elba can't be James Bond story. And uh, we'll talk about Hannibal and so much more. So thank you to Coltrane on Twitter at Coltrane Leaks, Agent Sterling at Will Sterling underscore. I'm at Christian DMZ. Follow at Blackcast, and we'll see you next time on the Blackcast.